Hi, I'm Brandon. And I'm Megan. For years, we were stuck in a rut, always complaining that nothing ever changed for us. And then we realized, if we wanted to improve our lives, we had to put in the work. Each week on this podcast, we'll get into an aspect of personal growth, relationships, or just life. Through our own experiences and guest interviews, we hope to inspire you to make your own positive changes. Welcome Welcome to to the the Fools in Love Podcast. Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Fools in Love Podcast. Today, we're talking to you about helping your kids develop their personal growth journey. Oh, I love it because as you guys know, we're just so big about this personal growth journey and we actually, it's funny because even though we're so big at teaching y'all about this, we're obviously real big in learning it ourselves. I never really thought about how you could like implement it or how you could like educate your kids with it. It's almost like a lot of the ideas I felt like might just go over their head, but really if you think about it and you take it to its core, really it's a a lot of these things are really simple issues and I've by teaching our kids it, it's allowed me to even have a greater understanding of it. So I hope you all are excited about this episode. So we actually have two kids ages six and three, and while our three-year-old is probably a little bit young for this so far, we've actually had really good success recently with our six-year-old. And what we've been doing is kind of just implementing small little changes and helping her realign her thoughts and by doing that, realigning her actions too. Right. So our just to give a little background, so our six-year-old is a little carbon copy of mommy over here. <laughs> and so if you haven't listened before, I'm going to break it to you. Meg is a perfectionist to a T. And so if everything isn't perfect right away, if everything's not going exactly the way it should go, she's going to have a problem with that. Well, that's kind of rubbed off on our six-year-old. Yeah. And it's not even like I'm doing this to her. I really think it's innate because... I've worked so hard to overcome my perfectionist tendencies, and while I'm always probably going to be type A at heart, I really do feel like I've come a long way, and I work really hard not to rub off on our kids. So I think that some of that is just that she's the firstborn child, and I truly believe in birth order. I think she is who she is until she learns to change it. That's right. Yeah, I don't think you broke her yet. You know, it's one of those (laughs) things with your kids. You're always worried about breaking them, but... Yeah, when I say that, I really do believe in birth order. And I mean, obviously, there's outliers to that. And there's different things in place. The fact of the matter is, though, a lot of the tendencies that were coming up in her life, as far as being in first grade now, and being in school, and I'm sure y'all have seen this with your kids, they either one, won't care at all, or they might be a little bit in the middle, or they're going to be one of these perfectionists who like our daughter doesn't get 100% on every single thing she ever does. And she's literally having a mental breakdown about it, which is what led us to looking into implementing some of these strategies, which again, I don't know how we never thought about before. Okay. So one of the coolest things we've been really trying to work on recently is this concept that was brought up to us by uh, Jill Stanton of the Screw the 9 to 5. We've been going through this training and one of her things is that she loves is teaching mindset. And so during her training, she was talking about like catching your thoughts, canceling them and replacing them. Well, correcting them. It was three C's, but 
I never had thought like, oh my gosh, we should totally teach this thinking, this this level of thinking to to our daughter because she struggles with this. Like she immediately, every time she has a thought, it's always like, I can't do this. She gets 100% on almost every single spelling test she does. But every Monday when the spelling words come home, she says, I can't do this. I'm not going to learn it. I'm going to get them wrong. I'm not going to get 100%. I mean, immediately. It's like, the word could be at, and she's going to say that she can't do it. That's just where her brain goes. So we've recently been trying to really implement just this thought correction aspect of personal growth where she's got to work on her mindset because if she keeps continuing down this path where all she does is say she can't and tell herself over and over that she's not able to do anything she puts her mind to, that's exactly where she's going to end up. So we've really been having a lot of conversations and teaching her you're you're doing this to yourself. The more that you keep saying that you can't, the more that will become true. It's not true, but it will become true if that's all you're telling yourself over and over. Right. And I mean, just in full transparency, like when this was happening, when we were getting these test results and, and all these other things that have come up where she just wanted to be a perfectionist, our daughter is what I'm talking about, when she wanted to be a perfectionist. Me and Meg had a conversation where Meg was like, I I think you even broke down if you don't mind me sharing that, but you were like, I just don't want her to be like me. I don't want her to be like me in that way. I don't want her to be thinking she needs to go through because now Megan has started to see the light in the last handful of years. You've let so much of that go and you know the power of that, but it took you so many years. I mean, 30 some years of your life to get to that point. So what you were really communicating to me, at least I think is you don't want her to go the next 30 years of her life feeling like she's not going to measure up, feeling like she has to be perfect at everything the first time she tries it. And if she's not, something is inherently wrong with her. Right. And another thing that, I mean, just in full transparency is she was experiencing a lot of physical side effects from perfectionism. I mean, she would wake up every day with a stomach ache. She would come home every afternoon with a headache. And we still deal with that a lot of days. That's not gone away. It's not, this is not personal, starting her on a personal growth journey at six has not solved that for her. But I do think it's made improvements. And I do think that the longer we keep going on that, the more she will see the physical improvements as well. Because I know for me, I was constantly sick as a as an elementary school kid, and it was always my stomach or my legs, things that would still happen today. I mean, they still do, but just these problems that are so physically manifested that we've actually been telling her, like, Harlan, baby, this is your body's reaction to stress and anxiety, and and you are not actually – like, you, you do feel sick. That's true. This is real for you, but you have – manifested this almost except we're not using these words and this is just your body's very physical reaction to these thoughts and feelings that you have and so by trying to open that up for her and help her understand that i think that is improving her because now she'll say stuff like mommy my stomach hurts but it's just because i'm nervous or it's just because i'm excited or whatever she is connecting that and it's really great to see that she might have a better chance of dealing with this than i ever did because i was dealing with this all through middle school Right. And I'm sure a lot of y'all can think about like when you were younger or even now, maybe you're just starting to come around this world of personal growth or just like bettering yourself in any way. Wouldn't you have loved your parents or someone around you to let you know about these things way earlier on than you were? I mean, there's plenty of things I learned today where I'm like, how did it take me 35 years to like hear that or learn about it? And I think we overcomplicate things. It's so simple. And when you start to implement these things with your kids, you realize just how simple they are. And just as a side note, you realize how much of an inner kid you have in you. 
Oh, yeah. Because I struggle with all of these things. And there's so many times where I'm talking to my kids or I'm talking to, you know, someone else. And, and I'm like, that's me. Like, I'm, I'm talking to myself. <laughs> I had to learn this, too. And it's like, I want just like anything else that you learn that is so valuable. You want to teach that and spread it on. And why not to the younger generation? I think as a whole, just as a, a way bigger picture, like we'd have just a much better world to live in if people were like, basically accepting of who they were and then they were like willing to not be in a fixed mindset and actually know that they could change and they could control a lot of things just by the thoughts that are going on in their mind right so another thing other than just the actively looking for the thoughts that she's having and help her correct those thoughts is that we've been doing gratitude with her we actually bought her a three-minute kids gratitude journal and we've been doing that for a few weeks now and she loves it. This is her special time. She always asks to do it. If she misses a night, she's like she can't go to bed until she does it. So we're really into that. And it's it's making a big difference. It's very, very simple. It's already like in a journal type template format where it's just asking for three things she's grateful for, who brought her joy today, the best part of her day, and asking her to circle her mood based on like smiley faces or sad faces. And she thinks that this is so much fun and just really gets a kick out of this and probably doesn't even realize the amazing things that are changing internally for her as she's doing it. Right. And it's been a learning experience for her right off the start from doing this gratitude journal. I mean, me and Meg have been doing gratitude journaling now for going on two years and it's made a huge difference for us. But like even for her it, at her young age of six, it's made such a big difference because when we first got it, she was like, well, you know, I'm going to put a sad face because, you know, my brother was mean to me or, you know, he bit me or, you know, I had this one thing happen today. I'm like, no, that no, I understand what you're saying, but think about your day as a whole. Mm -hmm. What were the things you were like thankful for? What were the things that happened that made you smile? What were the things that happened that made you happy? And did those outweigh the sad thoughts? Because you're looking at this on like an average, not like, you know, I got you know, I had someone ride my rear end on the way home tailgating me. And so now I've had a bad day. I had the worst day ever. <laughs> and let's be real, y'all. We're all guilty of this. We all want to do this. We all want to say, well, this person was mean to me. This <laughs> yes. person, you know, called me a name. This person did that. And I'm sorry, y'all. It's true. I do it too, though. It's not yeah. a judgment. I do it too. But yeah, like one bad thing does not make your day a bad day. Right. Unless you allow it to. Exactly. And so what the gratitude piece does is it's allowing her to say, think about her day as a whole and then actively looking for things throughout the day, which she's done now every day since she comes with things and sometimes she struggles and that just gives us an opportunity to find things to be grateful for. And I'm going to be honest, it helps me mm -hmm. because I'll be sitting there with her at night and I'm like, you know. We had a great day. We went out to that family dinner at Chili's. I mean, who doesn't want to go to Chili's with their family? <laughs> and man, we, we got to play outside today because the weather's a little cooler. That was really fun. And hey, we got to go to, you know, your grandparents' house. That was awesome. Like, there's so many things that are right there. But if you don't acknowledge them and write them down, then they can pass you by. And that's what it was happening for her, too. Yeah, and it's so fun watching through, like, a child's eyes because what she writes down and what I write down are sometimes very similar. Like, you know, getting to go to the grandparents' house was fun for both of us, but sometimes they're very, very different. And just getting to experience and experience her day, and honestly, it's really the only time she even talks about her day with us. She's very 
almost private about what goes on at her school day. And this has been a great opportunity for her to open up. And I think it's providing so many learning experiences for her too. just to spend those, you know, five or 10 minutes a day. It says three minutes. It takes us about five or 10 minutes a day to really go over her day and help her find things if she's unable to find things or learn how to spell things if she can't spell things, whatever the case is. But it's just been really eye-opening and fun for us as parents too. Yeah. And I think no matter like how like old or young your kids are, like the gratitude piece would work too, because not only is it cool to see like what she writes down, it also kind of gives you an like an inner look at what she appreciates mm-hmm. and like what brings her joy at what brings her happiness. Because I know like as parents, a lot of times we're like, I don't know what's wrong with this kid. At least we say that or like, I don't know what I could do because one of the big pieces that came up with our daughter that made us kind of look into this is she'd always say that she didn't feel loved, like that we didn't love her. Like, and and trust me, me and Meg, like go, I mean, we do everything for these kids. Sometimes I feel like they live in a toy factory. Like, I mean, we, we try to keep them grounded, but like there's not much to complain about. So like for her to not feel loved, it really perplexed us. And then though, to see the things that she's writing down the gratitude journal as like things that she like enjoyed or thought were fun. It's like, wow. Okay. I think I'm, think I'm kind of getting a pulse or a sense at where she is coming from rather than just like saying like, this is what she wants. This is what she needs. Even at six, a kid knows what they want and what they need. Heck, even a baby. We have a girl that we work with that has a baby. That baby knows what it wants and needs. You just can't understand what it's telling you. And so it's getting frustrated. And if you haven't had kids, you know that. And, you know, it was just as a side note, it was totally mortifying and gut wrenching to hear our kids say over and over and over that we don't love her when we feel like we bend over backwards in every single way. I mean, these kids want us to do everything, be everything, and we pretty much do. So it was like, dang, what are we doing wrong? And for us, it was really taking a look that and having her write down that most of her experiences that she remembers and are what she's thinking about to write down are all about time. They're all about time spent with us, time spent with her brother, time spent doing fun things. It's not necessarily about us telling her how proud we are. It's very, very much like that she gets to have extra time with us, which obviously the gratitude journal part adds extra time in. So that's kind of cool too. It's like a added bonus of that. But yeah, it's just been it's been a journey with her and to watch her start to do some of the things that we found so so successful is really cool. Right. And I think like even like we we talk about a lot about like learning your partner as like a couple or like, you know, learning the people around you and trying to understand more of like what's going on. And so like I know a lot of people grapple with this like especially as your kids get older. It seems like it's like I'm not there yet, but I have like older nieces and nephews and I've just talked to people who have like older kids and it A lot of times it seems to be like a greater disconnect, like the older they get. And so like, even if your kid is a little bit older, like maybe you're not going to sit there and do the gratitude piece with them. But one of the things you could do is sit there and talk about their day. Like I've heard of, I've heard of a practice and we've tried to start implementing it. Our kids are a little too young. You know, you're never too young to at least try. It's just sitting around the dinner table and talking about what the best part of the day was. You know, you don't have to sit there on Thanksgiving and tell people what you're thankful for. You can really do that every day. And really it, it it's funny. Some of the things that they come up with, like, you know, our son's usually thankful for fruit snacks or, you know, Mickey mouse. I don't know. I mean, like who knows what he's going to come up with, but it, you know, it just stimulates a conversation around positivity. And I think we can all agree that that is a, a, the place that we want to be in our family is around a place of positivity. And so 
that is just another option of ways that you can kind of implement this thing in your own family. And another thing we've really tried to do is just be models. And we fail miserably at this. But by us doing the things that show that we're committed to our personal growth, that we're committed to being better than we were yesterday, I really feel like that's a really powerful message to our children. Like when we go run, they hate us for it. I mean, they're like, mommy, don't go. Daddy, don't go. This is so sad that you're leaving us for like 10 minutes. Not really 10 minutes, but they'll get all up in a tizzy about a 20 or 30 minute run. But I believe that we're actually showing them that what matters is, yes, of course they matter. And yes, of course, we're going to find time for them. But also mommy and daddy want to find sel- find time for themselves and find time for their mental health and find time for their physical fitness too. And I think that showing them those things, showing them that we're committed to what we say we're going to do, showing them that we're committed to feeling and looking and being our best in any which way is just really a great message to send. So modeling those things and trying to just become who we're, who we say we want to be is just powerful. Right. Yeah. And I love that you said that because it's, it's, it's one thing to tell your kids that you need to do this and it's quite the other to show them through role modeling and modeling it and doing it yourself, not just saying it, but implementing it where they can actually see it. And in a lot of ways with everything else with your kids, it's way more powerful that they can see you actually doing it and following through on it rather than just speaking the words because that's very shallow just to say the words and not actually be doing it yourself. A lot of where I've gotten through with our daughter and a lot of where you could probably get through with your kids, I'm not saying, first of all, to tell them everything, but you can be very transparent with them. If things are hard, like this whole COVID thing, you can be very clear with them that it's hard for you too, that you understand, maybe not exactly what they're going through, but you understand and it is difficult and it is stressful for you too. And stress is okay. Yeah, validating their feelings. Yes, validating their feelings and letting them know. Like I was talking to our daughter, just as an example, real quick. She was talking about not getting 100% on her test the other day. And I was like, daddy would have killed to get 100% on a test when I was in school. Daddy never did that. But daddy didn't put forth the effort that he should have put forth. And there, you know, it leads. You can see where this conversation's going. But it's like, it's validating their feelings, letting them know that they're heard. Because all we really want in this world is to be heard. The last thing I want to say about this whole piece is letting your kids live in some kind of discomfort because we live for some reason in this world. I don't know where we get it and I catch myself, but we think that we're supposed to be comfortable and happy all the time. And that we're supposed to make our kids comfortable and happy all the time. We're supposed to take away their pain, right? That we're going to take away their pain, that they're going to be comfortable, that we are supposed to be happy all the time. Therefore, when it's not, we spiral. It's never how it's supposed to be. No one ever promised you that you were going to be happy 100% of the time and that you were going to be comfortable 100% of the time. The same goes for our kids. You can make them like comfortable, but you got to also let them make some mistakes. And a lot of times that can be hard. That can be one of the most difficult things you have to do. But as a parent, it's part of your responsibility to make the choices and make the best choices for you and your family. And some of these things that we've talked about today are probably might seem hard for you to implement. Maybe you're just starting on the journey yourself. Okay, that's fine. Why don't you order a gratitude journal for you and your, you know, your kid? Why don't you do it together? Why couldn't it be something you did together? If your kid's older and a teenager and they're way too cool for you, okay, you could still buy it for them and encourage them through modeling yourself and talk openly, not even just straight to them, about how great it's making you feel 
kids take that in and they take that in and they could actively pursue that if they see that it's something that's working for you. So don't just think about all the reasons why this won't work. Think about all the ways that you could bring some more positivity into your family. You never know what kind of difference it can make. And let your kids fail because as I know you know, the best part of a personal growth journey is that you're making mistakes and learning from them along the way. You are not already done. You are a work in progress, which means you will make mistakes, which means your kids are going to make mistakes. Let them do that so they can grow, so that they can learn and become who they were always meant to be. Hey, B, what did you think of that episode? I think it was pretty dang good. Well, what should someone do if they enjoyed these last 30 minutes? They should probably head over and leave us a review so we can reach more people. They definitely should. Guys, if you like the Fools in Love podcast, please go follow us over on Instagram at Fools in Love Podcast. We'd love to connect with you and learn more about what you'd like to hear. 